What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 122nd edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. A.k.a. the Little Wayne of podcasts, because I will get on any podcast and hit it with the J train. Perfect. Let's welcome my co-host, Matthew White, a.k.a. Barry White. Perfect. A.k.a. Betty White. Perfect. All depends on the mood for the day. Matthew, how's everything going with you, my man? Okay, Jeremy. How's everything going with you? I am doing as good as you can be. Um, You know, getting a little busy with school again. Started back up. I I know I mentioned this before, but this is uh, now week three of the semester. So, um, yeah, more than a quarter away through at least this session. Then I'll have the following session in a couple more weeks. And then, you know, at the end of this semester in december i would have completed 15 credits uh but yeah it is going fine how is uh the week so far it is hump day for you or for us matthew how is it going so far for you going pretty good uh anything in the uh culinary um ventures lately uh nothing nothing yet I made a pizza yesterday. Perfect. It actually came out uh came out better. I found a different recipe, um, but didn't come out the way I wanted it to. But it still was good. You ever had a situation like that? Yeah, that's or, pleasant surprises. Yeah, you're just like, man, it's not what it was supposed to be, but hey, it's still pretty good. Um, I'm trying to master. So I I I I haven't mastered yet. So let me not say I've mastered, but. I've gotten used to the thin crust pizza, like uh, Lito's, the thin square pizzas. So I've mm. been, you know, practicing that. I'm trying to now uh, master the the only good product of Pizza Hut, the original pan pizza. Perfect. Like you remember those personal pan pizzas? You don't like, you don't believe in stuffed crust? It's, it's 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 a no. It's okay. It's okay. Like, but the but the original pan pizza is literally why Pizza Hut is still open because if they didn't have that, they'd be closed right now. And they actually are closing a lot of <laughs> restaurants right now uh, because of business not doing well specifically for them. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to get the original pan pizza crust, and uh, I haven't figured that one out yet. But the pizza still came out pretty good. Um, so the next time I do make it. I found another recipe, by the way, that should be a little easier, that explained the directions uh, clearly. 
So maybe if I do it the way that they explain, it'll come out that way. Also, I do understand Pizza Hut has what they call trade secrets, Perfect. where there's something in their ingredients or something like something so minor that you never even think of it. is w- causing it to come out the way that it does. Like, for example, um, did you see that recipe about Popeye's chicken? It, w- it came out around the time COVID-19, like hit in the u.s when everyone went into quarantine uh they came out with a recipe i think popeyes even dropped the recipe it was like yo here's the recipe for our chicken and it was like one seasoning is like the key <laughs> everyone thought they figured it out that you know adding the buttermilk or or adding milk to the batter or this and that and then it's like oh yeah but you're missing this seasoning and the seasoning ended up like running out because so many people ended up buying it during uh quarantine uh and it was on amazon that's how i saw it but it was it was out and um yeah it's uh it's something like that so anyways anyways we got a lot to get into for this week's episode we're gonna talk about some unfortunately some untimely deaths in the nba uh or basketball as a whole uh three individuals three you can say legends uh, in their own in their own way passed away over the week we'll also get into the rest of the nba postseason nfl man the season is starting in a week in in eight days man (laughs) so we'll talk about things that are coming out of uh, nfl training camps We'll also get into uh, some Major League Baseball, some NHL, some Formula One. Got to talk about my man, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, we'll also get into our sports-free zone where we'll talk about many strokes and Adele and our Reddit topic of the week where we, and I found this on Twitter um, by a gentleman who posted this. Uh, he goes by NFL Malik with two eyes. Uh, we were trying to get him on to actually interview him to discuss this list but unfortunately because of schedules we couldn't get it but we're still going to talk about it he made an nfl quarterback rapper comparison list where he has an nfl quarterback and he compares them to a current rapper and gives his assessment so we'll go over that and then we'll also you know give our our assessment of if it's true or not and we'll go from there i just want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available and that includes apple Podcasts, anchor spotify stitcher tune in google play and a lot more just google the sports reality podcast find the podcast platform of your choice subscribe leave a review so we could grow and reach more people Let's now get into the basketball world. We are mourning the loss of three individuals. Uh, first, Lute Olsen, the former Arizona Wildcats head coach. Uh, he had a crazy stint where he, I think it was 22 consecutive years of making the NCAA tournament. And I think Coach K may finally catch up. But remember, Coach K had a couple years in the 90s where he didn't make it to the tournament. But Lute Olsen, I think it was 22 consecutive years making the NCAA tournament. He also has a national championship. Uh, he was uh, he was the coach for Mike Bibby, 
Miles Simon, your boy Michael Dickerson, who you had to had to educate me about earlier uh, before we recorded, and I never realized this. I knew Jason Terry played for Arizona. I didn't realize he was on that team though <laughs> that won a title. Um, so yeah, uh, he passed away. Rest in peace to him. Uh, thoughts and prayers for his family and his friends uh also let's not forget uh steve kerr played under him also that's another individual uh steve kerr richard jefferson gilbert arenas um remember they had that their center lauren woods you remember him matthew you remember lauren woods lauren woods was good in college i kind of thought oh he's gonna come to the nba and like fry fry i think he was just a a little too ahead of his time you think i think lauren woods and we're so off topic but i think lauren woods if he was playing in today's <laughs> nba would be okay from what i remember he's a great might defender. be better than okay <laughs> he's a great defender he was a rim runner very athletic from what i remember i just remember when he came in the league though barely saw the floor uh but yeah lute olsen rest in peace to him cliff robinson man uh famous for the headband played for the trailblazers played for um the detroit pistons i know did he was he on that championship team that i want to say he wasn't he wasn't okay but he was for sure on the pistons he he was on quite a few teams when he was definitely known for his stint with the trailblazers very good three-point shooter uh, another individual where you're like, man, if he's playing right now <laughs> in an era where there's no hand checking and just free flowing offenses of uh, shooting threes at will, he could definitely be someone who is close to a max contract type player. He unfortunately passed away. Was it a heart condition, uh, Matthew? Um, I'm not sure. I believe it was a hard condition, but I can be wrong. Uh, he passed away. Uh, rest in peace to him. And once again, thoughts and prayers to his family. The one that really hit big um, in the entire, and I'm not trying to devalue Lute Olsen and Cliff Robinson, so let me just say that. But the one that really hit big was, big was Coach John Thompson II, the famous Georgetown Hoyas head coach, won a national title in 1984. Five with Patrick Ewing as the star player. He led players, he coached players like Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, Allen Iverson, Victor Page, Jahidi White, uh, Jerome, um, Jerome Williams. Uh, you had the uh, Reggie, uh, uh, I think Reggie Williams from Baltimore, Dave Wingate. Jaron Jackson, well, senior, not junior. Jaron Jackson, senior, and um, a whole list of very good NBA players, very good college players. He was one of the driving forces for starting the Big Twelve. Uh, but more importantly, he was the first Black head coach to win the NCAA basketball tournament, Division One. He also was against proposition 40 i think it was 41 or 42 which was a proposition from the ncaa that would remove scholarships from freshmen who were academically ineligible and he was against that because he felt like that was a way to pretty much 
affect these young players negatively and especially uh, a lot of the black players uh, that might have struggled in high school but they got accepted and now their freshman year they might not be doing well um, but was able to one of them to still be on scholarship so they can at least get back on track with their education and stay at the school uh, he he actually did a boycott walked off the floor in the middle of a game in protests and within weeks the proposition was struck down so that he's known for that he's also known for uh just being a father figure for a lot of those uh players that came to georgetown we we know and i say we you and i know but i'm gonna um talk about this situation alan iverson when he was in high school had had an incident where he was actually incarcerated for a little while because of a fight at a bowling alley and at that time a lot of division one basketball coaches were kind of like eh, i don't know if i could bring Allen iverson on campus here you know we might receive a lot of backlash from the student body and the, the presidents and the ad's well Allen iverson's mother drove from uh like the tidewater newport news area and drove up to washington and wanted to speak with coach john thompson face to face and he, she urged him to please take a chance on alan iverson and you being a a black man you know let him see a black man in a authoritative position but um in a positive light and, and coach him and john thompson took the chance brought him to georgetown and the rest is history two very good seasons Allen even wanted to stay for at least the one more year. And John Thompson, the second had to tell him, look, you got to take care of your family. You are the consensus, consensus number one overall pick. You have to go right now. As much as I want you to stay for us to try and win an NCAA title, you got to go right now. And the rest is history. Allen Iverson is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And um, what are some other stories that you remember about coach john thompson the second matthew and i and i ask you this because i know for sure you um you and your pops and your family have some ties to georgetown correct uh my dad does okay uh, i think the number either number two or number three boys club like they uh i don't know i guess went to high school and around the same time so they were like would run into each other mm-hmm Especially, well, it some of my older uncles, more so. But you know, yeah, they would see each other around the city a lot. And oh, what is it? My dad always says that he was just a nice guy. And the uh, what is it? They would see each other randomly at boxing matches at the old Cap Center. Uh huh. Yeah, he's been talking about John Thompson a lot recently. I, I'm gonna say this again. We got to somehow. St- get your pops on here to talk about just sports and old time sports because he's always dropping gems uh when i'm when i come over there and uh always dropping gems about someone in the game who did this this and that so we got to get him on but yes uh john thompson he was given the chance after coaching what was the high was it saint anthony's was that the name of the high school so yeah it's no longer open but he he coached that school and 
ended up going to uh, Georgetown. Georgetown gave him a shot. And there you go. He ends up amounting a lot, a whole bunch of wins, final four appearances. In the stretch when he had Patrick Ewing, they went to the finals four years. They they, they only won once, but they went there four years. They didn't pull uh, Buffalo Bills and lose all four years. Perfect. But let's think about who they lost to. They lost to North Carolina with Michael Jordan and James Worthy and Sam Perkins. Big they, team. <laughs> they, and, they, and they lost to um, Villanova. Yeah, it was Villanova they lost to. That was the game where Villanova just slowed the game down by just passing the ball, running uh, four corners. And that was literally the last year of the no-shot clock. So that's how they lost. And they beat Houston. That was the Houston team that had uh, Kareem, not Kareem, um, Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. I might have misquoted myself. I know for sure they went to three. Did I say four? You said four. Yeah, so they went three out of four years, I believe. Um, but yes, John Thompson III is also known for a, a street legend. Do you know what? Do you know the story behind that legend? Oh uh, no! So uh, Alonzo Mourning, while he was at Georgetown, was uh, very cool with a gentleman by the name of Rayful Edmonds. Rayful Edmonds, for one. those that don't know, was a huge drug kingpin in the late '80s or '80s and early '90s, um, especially back when DC was the murder capital of the United States, and um, you know. Alonzo was chilling with Rayful Edmonds. They were they were associates, and the FBI came on campus and told John Thompson, "Hey, you know, Alonzo and some of your other players. You know, we're seeing that in the nightlife. They're they're hanging out with Rayful Edmonds and his crew. Uh, the legend is that John Thompson called for Rayful Edmonds to come onto the campus of Georgetown to come to his office and uh in that uh, office the legend is that john thompson said hey don't you dare step anywhere close to georgetown or even any of my players and if you do i'm gonna have my people deal with your people and uh yeah you never really saw alonzo morning uh <laughs> chilling with rayful edmonds again and then eventually rayful edmonds was incarcerated on drug compared drug conspiracy charges and is still incarcerated right now but that was the one street legend uh you mentioned that john thompson the third very uh nice individual uh i met him one time years back at a wizards game uh real cool um we spoke for about two to three minutes nothing big but he could have also just like brushed me off so the fact that we even had the chance to talk it was cool and then also matthew when was the last time we remember we saw him at a distance but we saw him uh just uh, what is the georgetown game yeah at the kennerly game two summers ago um and you know him and his wife were sitting in 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 the corner and you know people were going up and saying hello and giving their uh, appreciation and things like that he was he had his walker with him but you know you you just kind of attribute that to just older age and, and things like that so his passing is definitely sudden and or sudden to the public uh we don't know all the ins and outs but it's sudden and tragic so rest in peace to him 
thoughts and prayers to his family and his friends and his legacy has uh grown to reach and coach and lead other men in basketball and now patrick ewing is the head coach at georgetown right now so yeah it's just really uh it's almost like a full circle seeing what he did and 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 it, and it continue uh other news in basketball matthew let's get to the actual game on the court there is a game well actually we'll get to that yes we'll, we'll start actually let's start with that there is a game seven tonight between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets, Russell Westbrook, he came back into, he made his playoff debut. Was it game five, Matthew? Uh, I think it was the last game. Or is it just the last game? So game six. Made oh, no, it, no, game five. You're right, game you're five. Right. Okay. So uh, game five. Mind you, Houston, let's, let's talk about the, the Rockets real quick. They really should have swept. Oklahoma City Thunder is that is that like a is that a is that a fair statement of me for, for I don't me to know say about that sweat. without Russell I don't know about the sweep they should it shouldn't be it shouldn't be going to Game Seven I don't think I'm saying it should have they should have swept them because it was Game Three was it Game Three when Harden fouled out I think it was game three when Harden fouled out and Harden was playing well, but you can't foul out as first of all, for you as James Harden to get six fouls in a game, that's a lot rare. <laughs> that's rare. And it's almost hard. Like you gotta be aiming for that. <laughs> like uh but yeah, it that game was a game Houston should have won. It went to overtime and then he got his sixth foul in overtime and they couldn't score once he was out of the game. Then um specifically game six chris paul put on a show you had dort who's playing phenomenal defense i'm not gonna sit here and say he's like a stopper but he's playing enough defense to really agitate james harden you had russell westbrook who is returning from an injury who he did have a lot of turnovers but shooting wise was quite efficient but down the stretch, the Rockets, all they could do is jack threes, in my opinion. That's their, their go to move. <laughs> what do you think of what do you think is holding back the Rockets from getting the Thunder out of here? Uh the Thunder are really good in the fourth quarter. And their what is it? Their three guard lineup is <sighs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good and just I don't know. The small ball seems not to work on, well, I don't want to say it doesn't work, but it doesn't seem to be super effective against teams that have kind of like bigger fours. Mm-hmm. And Gallinari has been playing pretty, like, pretty, pretty good. And Steve, uh, Steven Adams, I don't know. It's, it's it's rough for the centers that can't get out there and switch on to P.J. Tucker, or not switch on to P.J. Tucker, but just like they have to play so like out of position and just they're not they're not used to all the movement, I guess. And but Gallo is Gallo and the, the, the three guards, Shea Gilgis and um CP three and uh, Dennis Schroeder, they've just been kinda once the fourth quarter hits, they just kinda turn it on. You're correct, and about, oh, they ahead. get cold. Like Eric Gordon, if the when the Rockets get cold, it is 
the most noticeable thing in the world. Uh, you, you mentioned it. Oklahoma City Thunder, they are one of the best third quarter teams, not just of this season, but in the last 10 years statistically. Um, they've had the most comebacks. They are the best when it comes to um, possessions, when there's one one score or less or tied opportunities to take the to take the lead. They've been the best all year doing that. And like you said, Chris Paul, 15 points in the fourth quarter in game six. 28 points total. Shea Gilgis Alexander playing well, but I forgot to mention, and you mentioned him, Danilo Gallinari. He is the matchup nightmare for the Rockets, especially when your center is 6'5. You know, at the end of the day, I don't care that this is a positionless game right now. You still got to have size. Of some sort. <laughs> At least a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might not want to have a center on the court, but you still gotta have someone that's taller than six five. That's being your key guy in the paint. Um, so yes, uh game seven is tonight. So by the time you all listen to this podcast, you may already know the results for that. But um, who do you think is gonna win game seven, Matthew? Um I think the Rockets are going to do it. I think the Rockets just because they're just all year have been the better team. At the same time, they have James Harden and Russell Westbrook, who in the last few years have not come up big in clutch moments. What's the dude that's officiating this game, though? Who? Uh, Hold on. I want to tell you because I have it. Uh, Jeff Foster, mm-hmm. Doc Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Chris Paul has uh, seven uh, lost zero oh, and seven. <laughs> when he's the when he's the head official. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's something to think about. That is something to think about. Um, but yeah, I think the Rockets will will win. Uh, let's move on to the series that wrapped up last night, though. Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets. The Jazz had a 3-1 lead in this series and allowed the Nuggets to come back and win the series in seven games. Last night's score, 80-78. to We haven't seen a score like that in a long time. Very long time. I think the last time that I remember a low-scoring game like this in the postseason was the 2016 NBA Finals Game 7. It was another low-scoring game. Uh, Jokic, 30 points. But before we even get to that, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray combined for the most points in a playoff series among opponents. They broke the record that was held by Jerry West and John Havlicek. And they beat it by, I think, like nine points total, like nine points. We had two games. Actually, both of them went for multiple 50-point games, right, Matthew? Absolutely. And then we had a game where they both scored 50 points. I think both of them uh, at least had a 40-pointer in there, too. Yep. At least one. In games... Four, five, and six. Jamal Murray averaged forty-seven points. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. And then last night's game, let's talk about the last possession. Utah is trying to score. They uh trying to tie the game or take the lead. Tie it with a two, take the lead with a three. They get the ball in bounds. They get trapped. They have to call timeout. They get the ball in bounds again, get trapped. They call a timeout, which was their last timeout. They then drop a play for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell turns over the ball. He is ultimately the person to blame on that play, but also the spacing was not the greatest either. That allowed, you know, another player to try and double him. Lost control of the ball. Nuggets are going down the court on the fast break. Jamal Murray dumps it off for Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig lays up the ball, misses the layup. Rudy Gobert gets the rebound, throws it out to Mike Conley, who he didn't see Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell was wide open, right, Matthew? Super open. Wide open, but he didn't see it. Let's remember, no timeouts. It's only about four seconds left in the game. Got to go to the length of the court. To get a bucket, throws it out to Conley. Conley gets up to the three-point line, pulls up, leaning shot. When he releases it, what are your thoughts on the shot, Matthew? No way it can go in. You thought no way? I, I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Not Mike Conley. <laughs> Not Mike Conley. When it left his hand, I kind of was like, yo, this has a chance. Like, I didn't say oh, it's going in, but I was like, this has a chance. And it... Almost went in, and that shot would have won the game for them. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, uh, they 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 uh, they congratulated each other. Team players from both sides congratulate each other as they exited the floor. Uh, the Nuggets are now moving on to face the Clippers, and we'll talk about that previous series coming up soon um the other series that's going on boston is up 2-0 on the raptors boston i think is just they're actually better when one star isn't there is that a fair assessment matthew and by star you mean gordon hayward or one like one (laughs) true (laughs) he's good we gotta stop talking back about him he's good but uh yeah you understand what i'm saying yeah i feel like when one person is not there they actually play better it may be because it's at the end of the day there's still one basketball on the floor that makes sense everyone can't shoot the ball all the time jason tatum is getting more opportunities kemba walker is doing what he's doing marcus smart is able to be on the floor and play great defense he's on the floor longer now than when if gordon hayward is there and they're playing well man i honestly even throughout the regular season i kind of was like yeah boston's stacked but i don't believe in them they're looking pretty good right now and Toronto is kind of looking like, you know what? It took Definitely them a long beatable. Not just beatable. It's took the it took them a long time. It took them what? 60 games into the year and COVID-19, a break and a lot of playing games and even the first round, it took them until now to be like, you know what? Maybe we need someone like Kawhi on this team. <laughs> because Kawhi can be that just go-to scorer that they need right now. And that's all they need. They just need a flat-out bucket getter. And, I mean, you had him with Kawhi Leonard, but 
fortunately he left in free agency uh so yeah it's just i thought they would have been okay i'm not, you know i'm not saying they would have won a title but i thought they would have be able to put up a, a better fight than they have so far in these first two games they're down oh to the bucks and heat they had game one the other night jimmy butler 40 points in a win Heater up 1-0. Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you look at his stats, they're phenomenal. I think he had 19 points, 10-plus rebounds, almost had a triple-double, but he took only seven or eight shots all game. And more importantly, he was atrocious from the free-throw line. And when you look at, they literally lost by one or two possessions. Some of those things are the difference. Uh, It can be the difference. Now, Giannis was upset when he was asked by a media member about how come he didn't play defense down the stretch on Jimmy Butler. Fair question. I was just about to ask you, Matthew. Is fair that a question. fair question? The defensive player of the year. Exactly. When you are the defensive player of the year, and yes, Giannis did win defensive player of the year over the last week. If you're going to be that guy... And you see Jimmy Butler is just going off. At some point, you got to say, hey, I am checking this guy. I'm going to make sure he doesn't beat us from now on. If we lose because of someone else, okay. We're not going to allow Jimmy Butler, as good as he is, we're not going to allow him to beat us single-handedly. Also, Goran Goran, uh, Dragic, isn't he having a renaissance year? Matthew. He's having a great year. Fantastic. Renaissance year. You know, earlier we were talking about uh, Nunn, who is also good. But Nunn was the guy early in the season. But now, you know, as we got to the bubble, Dragic has been playing really, really good. Almost playing like the All-NBA third team that he was several years ago. Do you remember that, Matthew? I do. <laughs> Goran Jogic was on an all NBA team at one point. So yeah, he's playing good game. Two is also tonight. Who do you think is gonna win that series between the Heat and the Bucks? Uh I think this is the this is gonna be <sighs> I wanna say that the since the bubble has started, the Miami Heat has been the team that nobody really wants to play. And it, I think the Miami Heat might pull this one off. If I had, like, they're kind of deep. They have Bam, one of the most improved players in the NBA. They can, nobody's really going to, is a good matchup for uh, Giannis, but he can play defense on him a little bit. They got bodies for him, like Jimmy Butler can play defense on him, uh, Iguodala, Jay Crowder, um. And Eric Bledsoe and unfortunately one of my favorite players, Chris Middleton, is just not they they've been struggling a little bit since the playoffs have started. I didn't know uh Chris Middleton was one of your favorite players, to be honest. Love Chris Middleton. I did not 50, know. 40, that. 90 club, you gotta love him. <laughs> I did not know that. Um look, game two in a bubble situation is probably one of the most important games now. We used to always say the series didn't start until the home team lost. 
And in this situation, it would have been the home team would have been the Bucks. Yeah, they lost, yada, yada, whatever. When you lose game one, in this situation where there's no home court advantage, you have to win game two. You have to. You cannot go down two games in this situation. I understand. And actually, they didn't even go down two games. Uh, well, they went down two games eventually. But I think that's an anomaly. The Bucks and not sorry, the Nuggets and the Jazz. At one point, the Nuggets were down two games. It was three to one, but it wasn't 2-0. I think 3-1 and 2 are totally different things. That's just my feeling. If you go down 2-0, it's almost like, yo, this is over. Going down 3-1 in a bubble situation, hmm, you still got chances because you know you've already won at least one game. You got that confidence that you can at least win another game and then anything goes from there. Going down 2-0, that is, that's crucial. Um, let's talk about one of the previous series from round uh round one clippers mavericks mavericks were playing well luka Doncic went off luka is showing that he is one of the better players in the nba uh definitely a top 15 player in the nba maybe top 10 if we can did we talk about that last week it's close not top five, but for sure not top five because that's what a lot of people were saying. He may be top ten. I honestly can't remember if we discussed that last week. I know you and I discussed it at some point. I can't remember if we discussed it when we were recording, but definitely talked about top uh, top ten when he was on, when we were on or top five when he was on when we were on air. Okay, all right. So we we did do that uh, for sure. Top fifteen, maybe top ten. Um, he got karate chopped by. Morris Sr. Marcus Morris Sr. Also the game prior. Marcus Morris Sr. stepped on his injured foot. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, honestly, I think he did it on purpose. Um, you can't tell me that these world-class athletic guys somehow in a situation like that manages to accidentally step on, step on someone's foot. It's not like... It was a loose ball and you're running and you got tangled up or if uh luca went up in the air and you were under him and you, he stepped on your foot like you went straight there and you did it and also i believe he purposely karate chopped luca Doncic. and to be fair especially once porzingis was out all they had to do was body up luca and he was going to eventually fold or somewhat fold not be as effective and we saw that Lucas started worrying more about the contact. And as the game went wore down, he wasn't as aggressive as he was earlier in the games. And I think that was the plan from the Clippers. Look, they got one guy, make him work for everything. And it, and it, and it worked in the Clippers favor. We didn't get to talk about this last week, um, but I do want to get your thoughts on it. It's now almost two weeks ago, but, uh, Montrez Harrell, who, by the way, I didn't know he has an L at the end of Montrez. Well, how do how do we get there? I have no idea. Like, what did you have you seen his name before? Like his first name? Uh, I don't think so. Unless I must not have. Unless it's Montrezl, and we we've been pronouncing it incorrect. 
but it's it's Montrez, but there's an L at the end of his name. Anyway, Montrez Harrell and Luka Doncic got tangled up. Uh, Luka was complaining to the referees, and uh, the alleged quote from Montrez Harrell was, uh, shut up, you bitch-ass white boy. Perfect. <laughs> and social media kind of kind of you know went on a tear went on a craze it was trending for a little while and uh of course you had the all lives matter crew they were the ones like well what if this was the other way that you know luca called him a black boy and all of that and this is racist this is reverse racism and um matthew I'm going to let you speak on this. What are your thoughts on that situation? Was it racist of Montrez Harrell? Was it bigoted? Or was it just trash talk? Uh, I'm going to go with just trash talk. <laughs> uh, that's, that, I don't want to say that that's like a common saying or in the, the basketball court, but <laughs> I did know that uh, who's... It's Kevin, I guess it's Kevin Love's podcast and JJ Reddick. They talked about a very similar experience that they had early on in their NBA careers uh-huh. with the exact same thing getting said to them. So it, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's definitely like a common expression on the basketball court, I feel, especially when, you know, when they're going at it like that. Do you remember what Kevin Love or... Oh, no, JJ Reddick had said, like, not listen to it. Oh, you just heard of this yeah, situation. Okay. I saw it pop up on uh, YouTube. Uh, let me say this knowing about racism in this country, obviously, to be racist, you can be bigoted. Anyone can be bigoted, but to be racist, you have to have some sort of superiority or control. And in this country, white people tend to have that control. So that's why when white people say stuff that are bigoted, uh, we tend and it's and it's revolving around race. We we automatically say they're racist. Um, I understand the NBA is dominated by black players, but Luca is the star player among the two individuals. Uh, more importantly, I thought it was trash talk. But if anything, I would be more offended for the bitch ass part <laughs> if someone said that to me right matthew <laughs> yeah i mean knowing jeremy john absolutely <laughs> that would be the part that would offend me more that whoa, whoa, whoa bro. <laughs> like come on so that was the topic of conversation for a while on social media but that died down um let's get to your los angeles lakers update matthew your lakers they beat the portland trailblazers in the five games and matthew who was uh who was uh talking to you and telling you to just calm down? Yeah, social media has gone a buzz and I love the jokes after game one and things like that. But who was talking to you nearly every day saying that the Lakers are just fine and they'll win in five games? Uh, I think it might have been you. Okay. I'm not a, you know. It could have been anybody. But it might have been me. It was definitely Jeremy. Okay, okay. I just, I just want to get that out there. That I had so much faith in your team. You have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You all will be fine. And you're about to face the Denver Nuggets. What is your, what oh, is, is your assessment of? I'm sorry. 
sorry, sorry. I I misspoke. The Houston Rockets. You're gonna you're gonna face the winner of the Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder series. Um, where do you see this team? How do you see the the Lakers facing any of those opponents? Like how do you I think they would much they rather fair? them play the Oklahoma City Thunder? Just because I think they match up a little bit better, but uh, Anthony, uh, what is it? If Anthony Davis shows up and is just Anthony Davis against the what is it? The Houston Rockets. I think you know that that would be enough. Him and LeBron, that would be enough. It's just everybody else on the team. <sighs> Kuzma's been playing like a little bit better. ACP's been playing better. I just hope that the defense can just, you know, keep playing it's my uh, uh keep playing like the way it's playing. Let me say this about the Lakers. I have more faith in the Lakers in the second round than I did in the first round. And mind you, like we just spoke, I was the one comforting Matthew and saying that you're going to get past the Portland Trailblazers. I'm more convinced that whoever the Lakers face in this round is going to be easier than the, the Trailblazers. Trailblazers yes. So much that whoever they face, the Thunder or the Rockets, the Lakers are going to sweep them. Oh. You heard it here. They're going to sweep Whoa. them. You have LeBron James. <laughs> And Anthony Davis, who's playing well. You're going to get Rajon Rondo hopefully back. You're going to get an actual point guard to be on this team. And like you mentioned, Kyle Kuzma's playing better. Dwight Howard is, you know, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is seven feet tall. You have JaVale McGee, another seven-footer. You have Markeith Morris, who's about 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, You're going to have optimum size over everyone on Either team, and it looks like I mean, we predict that the Rock is going to get there. Just imagine who's going to check Dwight Howard if the Rockets face them. Who's going to check Anthony Davis? DJ Tucker. Who's going to check JaVale McGee? Like, at the end of the day, JaVale McGee might not be great on offense, but when you have a six foot, <laughs> I mean, six inch advantage over. Definitely helps. <laughs> yes. Back them down, get in the paint, dunk on them. I mean, it'll be Lakers win in four it is a sweep it, like charles barkley say a guarantee <laughs> except that i'm right charles barkley he said it the it's other way definitely wrong. he said uh he said the blazers were going to sweep the <laughs> the, the lakers um what other one? Oh, uh clippers clippers nuggets who's gonna win that series Clippers, what? Yeah, the Clippers, they should win. Uh Paul Paul George has to get better though. He didn't look good in game the closeout game either. And we mentioned it last week. We understand he's had his personal battles uh with depression and anxiety. If you step on that floor though, he's he's just like injury. No one's gonna sit here and be like, well, you know, they were hurt. That's why. And uh, Charles Barkley made up an set of interesting point the other night. He's like, look, man, I understand he played well and he spoke about his issues, but, you know, don't bring it up after you've won 
and you had a big game and then when you struggle again come back fall back on the same thing and i understand this thing is real i'm not trying to negate or de or uh devalue what can happen with depression and anxiety at the same time in the sport of or any sport if you're going to be playing then we need you to play at optimum level cannot sit here and always fall back on that um as harsh as that may sound if you're on the floor you got to play better am i fair in saying that matthew oh i mean yeah yeah that that that's all paul paul george has to get better but i still think I still think uh, Clippers would win. Move on to the Western Conference Final. Uh, we what other series? Oh, we already went through all the series. Before we get out of here, though, but last week, NBA players went on boycott for a few days to uh, protest uh, racial injustice. It started the rumblings, and I'll try and be real quick because we spoke about it in our bonus episode last week. But um rumblings between the raptors and celtics about protesting during game one of the second round well milwaukee bucks decided to do it the day before uh milwaukee plays in the same state as uh the victim jacob blake who was shot seven times in back by police officers in kenosha wisconsin the bucks were on the phone with the lieutenant governor and the attorney general of the state and they said hey there's a bill that's on your on your desk that hasn't been discussed and voted on what's taking so long they said hey you know we haven't had a time to vote because we went on vacation because of other things but they said look man we're not gonna play until this happens so y'all get a vote I think this week they're going to vote on it. They had to call everyone back for the state assembly to vote on it. Um, so that's one good thing that has come out of this. We've had uh, other situations that the rest of the league was speaking about. They had meetings. They said that the voice of reasoning between the players and the owners was shockingly Michael Jordan. Perfect. You know, <laughs> shockingly, Michael Jordan, you know, I guess they had to get the guy who was one of the greatest basketball players and an owner to to discuss this stuff with them. And um, he was able to basically be a conduit for both sides. The owners asked the players, well, what do you want? And the players said, hey, we need more. We don't need reactive movements in the social justice movement we need proactive we need you all to spend more money on initiatives we need you to do more in psas do more in the community than what you're currently doing and the play the owners agreed they're going to do more so the players came back so for all those people who say oh what well you just go on a boycott for a few days and then you're back playing again what did it prove this is what it proved Yet Wisconsin, they're actually going to vote on a bill that's going to curb a lot of these police shootings, police brutality, and hold police accountable. And then we also have uh, other team owners 
who are going to be doing more in the community. And this is what the players wanted. And I believe that the players got what they wanted. So that's why they're back playing. Matthew, what do you think about this whole situation? Oh, it was incredible. I never thought I would see any uh, NBA game walk-offs. But oh, they got they got a lot. Of, I don't want to say a lot accomplished, but they got what they needed to get accomplished done. They got a lot in the grand scheme. They didn't oh, no, because they could have easily these guys look. Let me let me say this to, to you all. I understand they're black men. This is a black league. They make a lot of money. At the same time, they didn't have to. Like people have this sense that okay, well, you make a lot of money. Oh, you have to give back. No, you don't. We appreciate when they give back. Guys like Le- LeBron James, who who've built schools on their own money, who've uh, who has his foundations, and not just him. Almost every player has a foundation right now that they're committing money and resources to. At the end of the day, they don't have to. So for the fact that they're doing it is already a plus and they're reaching people and they're reaching the powers that be to make changes. I'm happy with what they're doing. Anyone who complains about what they're doing is really just being a hater. Uh, That'll wrap it up here for our NBA segment. Let's now get into the NBA NFL. Excuse me. Um, your boy Leonard Fournette, Matthew, believe it. Believe it. <laughs> was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, their head coach came out and said, "Man, we've been trying to get a trade, and we had no offers or any offers that that worked for us. We even tried to get you know a fifth and a sixth round pick, and we couldn't get anything for Leonard Fournette." So um, we just had to let him go. Leonard Fournette is filing a grievance against the team for some suspensions and fines that he has got over his uh, stint in Jacksonville. Uh, Leonard Fournette, do you think he still has anything left in the tank? I mean, he's only Uh, been in the league for four years, right? Is it four years? Yeah, four years. I think he's been in the league. Yeah, he has three or four. It's not. He's not a. It's not been in the league that long. And one of the years was, I think he sat most of the time from an injury. Mm-hmm. Now, you say he has more in the tank, right? Absolutely. I think he does also. So, Matthew, which team do you think will benefit? Team or teams mm-hmm. will benefit from Leonard Tampa. Fournette. Tampa, one of the one of the Brady teams, either Tampa or the uh, New England Patriots. <laughs> I like how you say one of the Brady team. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah, those are actually two uh, very good landing spots for. Leonard Fournette. Um, I don't know who's in my, my Miami. Might be a a team also. I don't know who their running back is. Partly, I mean, because of that. John <laughs> McCoy, Shady. Who Miami? Oh no, no, no. My bad, my bad. That's you. That's uh Tampa's. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Miami might be a team. Um, I'm trying to think of another team that may need a. May need another running back. Look, if you're the Washington football team, I don't know. I know they're kind of loaded per se, but you did lose Darius Geis. So, yeah. and, and Bryce Love is coming off of a a knee injury uh, from the, pr- not last year, the year before. He hasn't stepped foot 
on an NFL field yet. And, um, you know, what? You signed Peyton Barber? Okay, whatever. That guy can easily be released. Halfway. And, um, yeah, I think the Washington football team could be could be uh, a possible landing spot. I know Seattle has Chris Carson, but, I mean, is it going to hurt to add a Leonard Fournette? <laughs> I think so. Now, those are just teams that come to the top of my head. They could be other teams that I'm not even thinking about right now. Uh, other news in the NFL, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, he came up with a statement yesterday, a shocking statement, because he agrees with Black Lives Matter. Perfect. He, he put out a statement. He said, if you say all lives matter, you're, you're missing the entire point. Put out a statement where he said, hey, man, until black lives are valued then we're not gonna have peace in this country and it's just a shocker from jim ursay for him to say that knowing his history and background not just his but family background and things like that wow that was a shocker but yes jim ursay is at least saying that he agrees with the black lives matter movement uh the nfl is gonna stencil end racism in their end zones this year you cool with that matthew with it that's that's you know that's cool i mean you got to be cool with it especially when you applaud the nba and i say you the general population applauds the nba for black lives matter i mean on their floor you know putting in racism on the field that you gotta applaud them for that uh joe mixon your boy joe mixon you like joe mixon right he's pretty good he I, shocking i didn't think he was gonna last this long i didn't think he was gonna get this far honestly with the incident in oklahoma i really didn't think i thought he was just gonna be you know buried and never really get a true shot he got a shot in the nfl played well got his extension four-year extension i think worth uh and i have the date i have the I have it right here. Where is it? Four-year extension, $48 million. So, yeah, you know, making making money there. Other NFL news, Alvin Kamara isn't really uh, happy with his deal. He wants a new deal. There was a report that he was going to either uh, hold out and um, or not show up for the remainder of training camp. And he, him and his agent came out and said, that is false. Yes, we want a new deal. And we think we're on the right path of a new deal. But um, I will be showing up to uh, camp. He also said, I never asked for a trade request. So, yep, he is the he's going to be there at least for the foreseeable future uh tyrell williams he was placed on injured reserve after an injury with the raiders uh matthew let's now get to the minnesota vikings watch a lot of big news coming out of minnesota minnesota traded for yannick and who was also for the jacksonville jaguars traded for him uh he was not able to reach a long-term deal because of the franchise tag rules uh however he did take a he did take less on the tender so the vikings could be able to have more cap cap flexibility 
to make some moves later this year. How excited are you for Yannick Ngakwe? I'm pretty happy about it. He's definitely, uh, I mean, I'm decently happy. The Vikings offense has always been the, uh, that's my concern now that they lost. Uh, what's my man's name? Diggs. Diggs, yeah. But this was definitely a step in the right direction. Just to sure up, they could have a dominant defense again. Yeah, um, you, you, the, the Vikings lost Everson Griffin, but they got Yannick Ndokwe, who's younger, and um, has shown that if he's playing at his peak level, that he can possibly be better than Everson Griffin. And so that's a good thing. You're going to have him with uh, Daniil Hunter on the other side of him. So looking really good. Um, the Vikings also came to an extension agreement with offensive tackle tackle Riley Reef or Rife. You know who that is, Matthew? Uh I've heard the name before. Yeah, I saw I, I saw the news pop up today. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know who that is, but hey, came to an uh came to an agreement with him. And then of course, you know, because I'm 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 petty. Perfect. I do have to leave this one for last. Uh your boy Kirk Cousins. Halfway. He uh <laughs> ride or die. He he is for sure ride or die for football because he was asked about, you know, COVID nineteen and he said, Hey, uh COVID nineteen is not worrying me. Uh if I die, I die. <laughs> That's your quarterback, Matthew. You are fake news. Um the floor is yours. What are you on the thought on 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 Kirk Cousins and it's his not, I mean, it's a little bit wild. It's a little it's a little bit wild. I mean, you want a fired up quarterback, but I I hope that it doesn't come to that for any NFL players or anybody any any anybody that's in the stands or anything like that this year. But um, Kirk Cousins appears to be ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Like this, yeah. I bro, I did not did not expect that quote when I opened that uh that link earlier today. <laughs> So yeah, he's like, man, he ain't bother me. He said, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. But it, I'm ride or die for this pigskin. Oh man, uh, news coming out of the Dallas Cowboys. Last week, the Cowboys kind of said, hey, you know, we're not really interested with uh, Earl Thomas. Well, more news has come out, and they said uh, they're keeping an eye on the situation with <laughs> Earl Thomas now, especially with uh, uh, Xavier uh, Xavier Woods going down with an injury. I'm not sure on the seriousness of the injury, but I know he went down in the scrimmage that occurred over the weekend. So, um, yeah, you know, they they they're 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 feeling the pulse on uh on on Earl Thomas. We have to see how all that plays out that will wrap it up here for our nfl segment but before we go we want to remind you all that oh yeah we got a few reminders uh next week is going to be our nfl preview episode where we talk about the 2020 nfl season preview everything all the storylines predictions stuff like that the other announcement the gfffl has returned we will have our gfffl draft on labor day monday at um 3 p.m 
The draft will be live streamed. Perfect. So if you want to be part of the shenanigans, seeing our draft live, make sure you go on our YouTube page, the Sports Reality Media Network. Find our YouTube page, subscribe. Also, we'll be dropping links links on Twitter and Facebook. Or if you know me personally, just hit me up personally. I'll give you the link. Uh, the draft will be at 3 p.m. on Labor Day Monday, but the room will be opened approximately 15 minutes before the draft. Uh, well, the live stream will be open, I mean, and uh, you'll be able to tune into the live stream. Uh, we have a lot planned for the draft, so make sure you check it out. Let's now get into our quick hitter segment. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Perfect. The greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. Number one. Number one on the list. Uh, he won another another race over the weekend. I feel like... Let me look that up real quick. He is either like one win away from tying Michael Schumacher, I think, or two. But either way, the dude is balling. Uh, he is... I'm going to try and look it up real quick. Lewis Hamilton career wins he has 88 88 career wins getting real close to michael schumacher uh two wins behind michael schumacher to tie three to win and there's quite a few races left just in this season so shout out to him the greatest grenadian of all time perfect other news uh the nhl uh stanley cup postseason matthew have you been following that uh not at all (laughs) i have not um and i usually do but you know with school and with the uh the channels that the the playoffs are on i don't have all of them actually no i do have them i don't even know why i haven't seen them anyways i i guess it's hockey i guess that's what it's uh there's four series going around right now uh in the conference semis vegas golden knights up three two over the vancouver canucks the dallas stars are three have a three two lead over the Colorado Avalanche, the New York Islanders, who defeated the Capitals, uh, they have a 3-2 lead over the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have defeated the Boston Bruins 4-2-1. That is our extent of our Stanley Cup championship, (laughs) Stanley Cup playoffs coverage and uh did you hear about donald trump trying to talk to uh the commissioner of the big 10 to resume games did you hear about that uh, i did not well he, yes he had a conversation however the big 10 still said yeah we're we're not pilling football right now but yeah um your boy donald trump you are fake news he uh he, he tried to he tried to get them to play and said it was best for the country and he said um yeah, we're uh, the decisions now. We're on the one yard line. Um, he didn't say which one yard line though. Perfect. So, are we on the one yard line on the goal line? Got ninety nine to go. Oh, we got ninety nine to go. <laughs> oh man, so yeah. Um, there has been some college football that started already. We've had some some scrimmages that have happened, and some of those um mid major conferences. Um, and then um. 
I think Oklahoma was talking about putting one of their games on pay-per-view. <laughs> like what? Like would you pay for a pay-per-view no college way. football game? No possible. Uh it would have to be Georgia uh what is it? Alabama. I would the not pay way. for any pay-per-view college football game. I would not pay for any pay-per-view college sports game period. The only But it was four dollars. No. It's not even the money, it's the principal. I'm not paying <laughs> to why what? I already pay cable. Like or or not me personally. Someone's paying the cable bill. Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh we already, I already got cable. Why, why I gotta go to pay-per-view? The only time I will play for pay-per-view like willingly is if it's gonna be like the greatest fight of all time. Or Manny Pacquiao it, fighting somebody else. Or if like the NFL and NBA say, hey, look, we're going to allow you to hear everything that is being said on the floor and on the field. You pay $10 or even $20 for this game. I'll do it. Be like, no, nah, I'm trying to I'm trying to hear everyone mic'd up. I'm trying to hear it all. I'm trying to hear the trash talking. And I'm trying to like feel the game as if I'm there on the field in court. That's the only pay-per-view I would be willing to pay for. Uh, that'll wrap it up here for our sports-free, or sorry, our quick hitters. Let's now get into our championship of the week. Every week we celebrate those that do well, and we criticize those that do not. Starting with you, Matthew, who's your champ of the week? Got a uh, three-part champ of the week this week for uh, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, and Brandon Ingram. All three of them doing great things in different ways. Jimmy Butler... Going bananas to help beat the number one seed uh, uh Milwaukee Bucks in the first round, second round of the playoffs. Jason Tatum still. Uh, I hate to say that a Boston Celtics player is just phenomenal, but Jason Tatum seems to be at that phenomenal level in these playoffs. And Brandon Ingram, one of my favorite basketball players, winning most improved player of the year. Perfect. Yeah, man. Uh, those are some good choices. Uh, we, we didn't get to mention it. Brandon Ingram. Yes, he wins. Uh, most improved player of the year. Uh, when we spoke about that a few weeks ago, I think we... I know Bam Adebayo was someone said. I think we mentioned both of them that we would have been like, "Hey, I'd have been happy with him getting it too." Would have been happy with either, and we predicted that it was going to go either way. I just can't remember for sure if we locked on Brandon Ingram, but he was definitely one of the candidates in our opinion. So shout out to him and the others. Uh, my champ of the week goes to Donovan Mitchell. Baby, he got a contract extension or offered a contract extension today. <laughs> so, so uh, yes, uh, shout out to him and uh good look, good look out. Uh, good luck for him. Um, Matthew, who's your chump of the week? Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars for li- literally kicking off their tank season. For it, they might be doing a two-year tank season, trust the process type of situation by trading and cutting all their good players. Perfect. And yeah, they just nonsensical moves mostly. Yo, they drafted Jalen Ramsey, who they eventually traded away. Yannick Ndakwe traded away. Leonard Fournette uh, released and they allowed guys like Calais Campbell to get out of there. Oh, Dexter Fowler, or is it Dante Fowler? Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler, another one that they <laughs> traded away. Like, these are guys they drafted. 
And they traded away. They're going to be playing well for other teams. Yeah, that's not good. My chump of the week goes to Major League Baseball. Because, I mean, we're still dealing with COVID-19 in baseball. If you all had just done what Major League League Soccer, NHL, and NBA did and actually agreed upon a bubble, you wouldn't have all these cases coming up. And there's more cases and, yeah, and... And the ratings are down in baseball <laughs> with all of that as usual. So, yeah, you're the chump of the week. Let's now get into our sports free zone. I got to bring up the rundown, Matthew. I can't even remember what we we're going to talk about. Oh, here we go. Chadwick Bozeman, man. Rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman, man. One of the one of the best actors in the game. Right now, he is famous for numerous roles, uh, for his role uh, portraying Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. We have uh, Jackie Robinson in 42 and most famous for the Black Panther for uh, as uh, what was the character's name, Matthew? Because, you know, I'm not I'm terrible with these Marvel movies. T'Challa. Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, but what is T'Challa? I was trying to remember. I can't remember if it was T'Challa or uh, just another. Ah, man. See, look, you know, dog. Yeah, man. Chadwick Boseman died at the age of what? Forty-two? Was it forty-two, Matthew? I believe so. Uh, colorectal cancer, stage four, and where it has come out that he's been dealing with this for several years. So much, so long that when people went back, they said, "Hey, this means he was dealing with this while." recording filming for the black panther and other movies like the other i guess it's infinity wars is he in that one yep yeah and then some of the other marvel ones and then even some of his other movies that he was in he was dealing with that uh chadwick boseman went to howard university and he was one of the students that gained a scholarship that was provided by denzel washington he uh, always commended Denzel Washington and thanked him for the opportunity because he said without Denzel, he would not be in the position that he is in. Man, a lot of people, when the news broke, man, I definitely felt like, whoa, like, that's tough. Like, another death in 2020. And this is literally, you know, hours after Cliff Robinson passed away, the day after Lute Olson passed away. And then when you combine that with, uh, John Thompson III passing away, and then even some individuals in our lives. We had Junior, well, young young guy that we used to play basketball with. Uh, he was unfortunately shot and killed last week. Rest in peace to him and 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 his family, especially his uh his young son. It was, and then when you think about you know all the other people, you know Kobe Bryant and and all the others that have had seminal moments in your life. And with this, it's just like, man, unfortunately, it's another person, another person gone way too soon. Um, And then just the impact of the movie, The Black Panther, you know, it wasn't just the movie. It was the first mainstream superhero movie that was literally a black movie, like unapologetically black black stars black leads that touched on issues within not just the black community in america but the black community around the world not only that the movie was actually a good movie like i actually hate super good i hate that people 
clowned on and said, oh, well, it didn't have depth, you know, the acting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a superhero movie. You all didn't ask those other things of Captain America and Iron Man and stuff like that. But either way, it was just a good movie. To me, as someone who is terrible with movies, terrible. That's why we have this about time you watch this movie review and so terrible that we haven't had it for a few weeks. I'm on a tangent, but because I'm in school, things like that. But as someone who doesn't watch movies, the Black Panther even though it's part of the Marvel universe, it's almost like a standalone movie. Like you can watch that movie from beginning to end and not, you didn't have to know what happened, you know, in previous movies, you didn't have to know where it fell in the Marvel timeline. And like I said, it was so good. Um, we are expecting that black Panther two was supposed to come out. Uh, and obviously if you're huge in the comic book, you would know that eventually, you know, the Black Panther turns and, you know, someone else becomes the Black Panther. And, but now, unfortunately, because of real life situations, you know, we're going to have to see if this movie is going to come out. And if it does, how it's going to come out. I believe Marvel's still going to put it out. But how are they going to to address this? Um, and then they've had a lot of people who've come out and say, look, I've had to tell my young children who liked or loved the black panther that you know the guy who was the black panther unfortunately died in real life like that that was the impact of this movie and if i remember correctly this movie came out during black history 2018 like that was a huge thing matthew i've been rapping a lot about chadwick boseman what do you have to say about him oh he was an incredible actor that it's crazy to think about that he was dealing with this and alongside going and just acting in some of the best movies that have come out in recent memory. Like, he, not just Black Panther. He's been in Jackie Robinson movies and his classics. I, I, I don't know. It's It's been a rough week for deaths. His death was so impactful that ABC put Black Panther on Sunday commercial like, free crazy commercial free and then did a special after about it mind you he passed away on a Friday night Sunday night they had his movie on like man uh, I know he was married I don't know if he has children but yeah man it, he's gonna be really missed in 2020 is just if anything has taught us that, yo, we got to value everyone who's in your life and, and stuff like that. That's what 2020 has has definitely taught me. Uh, let's get to something that isn't as sad, but, uh, you know, it's within politics. It's about your boy, Donald Trump. You are fake oh news. Um, Donald Trump is in the news as usual, but this time... Someone was writing a book or an article. I can't remember if it was a book or an article, but they mentioned that Trump had a emergency medical emergency scare last year where he had to be rushed to Walter Reed. Um, and uh, that's the hospital that the president and his staff and, and, and the higher ups go to. And it was an unscheduled appointment because of, you know, there's certain things that have to be done when going there to 
Walter Reed. They have to shut down roads, shut down airspace, the motorcade. They have to plan that carefully. They also have to get his doctor to the White House. And they have to get the doctor to the White House to then be part of the motorcade to go to Walter Reed. Well, none of that happened. Uh, Donald Trump showed up to the hospital. They did do some tests and things like that. He was able to go home. Uh, But the individual who's writing this was in the West Wing at the time the president left. And he is alleging that word got around that this is a serious medical issue and that they warned uh, Mike Pence, the vice president, president that he may have to step in and be the acting president if he if trump has to go under uh anesthesia uh trump is now refuting that and he said uh, i did not have any quote many strokes so now it had people thinking like whoa, 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 whoa hold on no one mentioned what the medical issue was <laughs> why are you coming up with many strokes so it's almost like he's telling on himself uh, so now word has gotten out that he's had many strokes. And, and and have you ever heard of many strokes, Matthew? Uh, I have not. Yep, yep. So many strokes are pretty much like strokes, but not like not permanent, like actual strokes. You can actually bounce back from a mini stroke within an hour and everything is fine. Um, but it is a sign that you may possibly have another stroke uh in the future uh this is on top of all the other craziness with donald trump uh throughout the last four years not looking too good election day is less than 100 days away please go and vote let's now get to the shenanigans the funny part we always gotta leave leave this segment with something hilarious or funny or uplifting um adele over the weekend adele mentioned that hey you know she really misses uh nottingham carnival because this is the time of the year that they would have had carnival in nottingham and um she posted a photo on instagram and the photo was of her in a (laughs) jamaica bikini (laughs) and bantu knots (laughs) and initially when i heard people talking about adele talking about going to carnival i thought it was just her like a tweet where she mentioned it and people were getting on her and i kind of was like yeah you know adele is she's from the uk they do know about these things and nottingham is a very huge carnival and things like that but then i saw the ig photo and i said oh i understand why people are upset now matthew knowing what you know you saw the photo right the photo based on the photo would you say that it is culturally cultural appropriation? Bruh, I don't know. I mean, it's de- it's def if it isn't, it's adjacent. <laughs> so, so here we go. I'm a I'm a get the uh, we gotta figure out where we draw the line between uh, appropriation and appreciation see that okay so here it is if we're we're going by a definition cultural appropriation is the adoption of an element or elements of one culture or identity by members of another culture or identity uh they said this can be controversial when members of a dominant culture appropriate from disadvantaged minority cultures 
That's, I'm a, that's I'm a, what this is, kind I'm, of. I'm going to repeat the definition again. <laughs> it is the adoption of an element of or elements of one culture or identity by members of another culture or identity. Based on the Adele photo, it was for sure cultural appropriation. Perfect. And the reason why I say it's cultural appropriation, I mean, obviously she's a white woman, but you know, you she ain't got ties to Jamaica. <laughs> like, like she ain't got ties there. And then the band two knots, come on, that is a that is Multiple a black appropriation. <laughs> yes, that is a black staple, an African staple with African roots. Um things uh yeah, so you have that. You have, like I said, the bikini, the Bantu knots, you being a white woman. Now, I'll also add this. I believe this situation wasn't as bad as like other situations of cultural appropriation. For example, we've had white uh, celebrities who have done something and then tried to brand it as something new. Like, for example, we've had issues with the Boxer Kardashians. Yeah, what did you say, Matthew? Boxer braids. Yes. Boxer braids. So we box braids. So uh, we've had that where like the Kardashians will say, oh, look at this. We've done that. They'll do a hairstyle and then say it's new. It's 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 innovative. And then black people have to come out and say, look, what are you talking about? We've been doing that for literally millenniums right now. And how is it now all of a sudden you're getting praised for it when we got denigrated for it? And that's the big key. Adele could have simply. Like, what if Adele was just in a regular carnival outfit? I have no problem with her being in a regular carnival outfit. But when you go with the whole Bantu knots, Jamaica bikini. Yeah, that's going a little too far. If I wanted to show appreciation for, let's say, the indigenous American culture, I wouldn't be showing up to an event in feathers and 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 headdress and 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 uh, cultural paint on my face and things like that. I can show up to this. I can show appreciation with for it without doing all of that. What are your thoughts on that, Matthew? It's, it's it's hard. I mean, well, it's easier for black people to show cultural appreciation than I feel like it is for anybody like else. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the us being such like it, it happens to us all the time, constantly. And I don't know. It's bruh. I don't know. I'm gonna go on Google right now. And I'm just going to type in Bantu knots. And I'm going to go under the news. Here we go. Cosmopolitan. Actually, no. Let's go to CNN two days ago. Here's why Adele was wearing Bantu knots, a Jamaican flag bikini top, and other carnival wear. So here we go. Something that a white woman or a white person has done has now all of a sudden bring brought it to the mainstream that is the most annoying part about all of this now let's actually get to 
funny parts. Did you see the memes though? Oh no, no, I, I did not. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I could imagine that they were a lot. Uh, one of them is a audio meme, so I'm going to play it right now. Let me just bring it up, and because I wasn't totally prepared, I'm gonna have to play it off my phone. Here's a uh, here, here's here's one of them. And I, I'll, let me let me open it up. Here, here's one of the memes right now. So now you know everyone was just taking classic slapper. Yeah, and just like her classic songs and just putting them to reggae and dancehall beats. And everyone's just like, "Yo, this whole situation is kind of funny, but like these songs are actually fire right now." So I have another one here. Here's a, here's another one. Um, oh, this one was my fun, the the funniest one to me. So yeah, uh, so yeah, a lot of people have been talking about this. Look, maybe um, she should have done this sooner, dog. She could have had the crazy remix album, dog. What? <laughs> Shaggy said it. He said Shaggy, Shaggy said reggae and dancehall could take any song and make it into a reggae and dancehall type song. He said that. Like, he said like it's go-go. the <laughs> yeah. He said it's the only genre that we could do this like. You can take any song and make it our own. Uh, so, yeah. so the memes are, are, are hilarious. And then here's a um, here's one. It said, um, "Hold on." <laughs> it said, uh, "Adele when she reads all the tweets." <laughs> so they said that's Adele uh when she when she rolls up in uh, uh the exact tweet says Adele when she reads all y'all tweets about her culturally appropriated. <laughs> she about to hit you up, though. <laughs> oh man, that will wrap it up here for our sports free zone. Let's now get into our Reddit topic of the week. Every week we go on Reddit, we find an interesting topic, discussion, article. Bring it here to the table to you for you all. This one I actually saw on Twitter first, but I did actually see it eventually on Reddit. Um, this is from NFL Malik with two eyes. So NFL M A L I I K on Twitter. He is a very good follow. I follow him. Uh, last week he did a comparison between rappers and nfl quarterbacks and he i think he did the entire league maybe uh let's start plus some hey plus some yes for sure let's go down the line here uh he has for matthew stafford he compares him to rapper big sean and his assessment is talented yet frustrating could be better in a different situation but but does head scratching things does that fit for me very accurate very accurate (laughs) very accurate oh man um he does have one he has a joe burrow now this white boy as a rapper 
I don't know who this is. Uh, now Gotta I be need, Jack Harlow, right? Is it Jack Harlow? I assume it's yes. It is. It is Jack Harlow. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's a photo of Jack Harlow, and he says the world waits to see if he's a one-year wonder. So that's the next one. Um, accurate. Cam Newton. He has Wale. Says very talented yet overly criticized. What oh, do you he think? Is four for four right now. That's <laughs> like this is this is my first time seeing this list, and it is incredible. <laughs> I I agree with him on that. Very talented yet overly criticized. All right, here we go. For Lamar Jackson, he has Roddy Rich. Has made a great impact on the game early in his career. I I haven't listened to a Roddy Rich album, but the Roddy Rich songs or features I've heard on the radio, classics, they've all been good to me. Hey. There hasn't been one song that I've said, "Oh yeah, turn that thing off," or "I don't care." Uh, this is probably the one where I don't agree, and maybe Matthew, you would no, agree. Please, maybe do not, do not disrespect Lil Uzi like this, please. <laughs> Hear me, <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert. I'm not a big fan of Lil Uzi Vert. That's the first. That's the first problem. Um, he does have a couple songs here and there a where couple? I'm like, yeah. To me, it's a couple. He has oh a couple songs God. here and there where I'm like, all oh right, God. yeah, this is good. But overall, he compares Lil Uzi Vert to Patrick Mahomes. Hey, look, I'm not mad at it <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> <laughs> not mad at it at all what he, he says his flashy style has proven yep. doubters wrong and has elevated to the top that's where hey. i disagree he ain't at you the top or look, look Lil uzi is a he, i don't know though he he's special that's all you can really say about him he's special that's the he's first different. that's the first one i i don't agree with oh i don't gosh. agree with there but We'll go to the next one. Uh, he compares J. Cole to Russell Wilson, a do-it-all guy that has carried the team on his back. Very versatile. What do you have to say about that, Matthew? Hey, nah, look, that's a good one, too. I'll, J, look, J. Cole, Mr. Do-it-all. Here we go. Deb Baby. He compares him to Baker Mayfield. He said Uh-oh. he is a... Look, everybody else has been kind of like, yeah, this one's good too, but for a bad reason. <laughs> he said, a little dog with a big bark proven Uh-oh. to be one-dimensional. The jig is almost up. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want the smoke from the baby. He done killed a person already. <laughs> and people up at the Louisville Pants store. I was about to say, fight people at the elf. I get people's store. pants off. <laughs> Definitely don't want no problems with him. How you get punched and your pants fall off? <laughs> you just went into the fight in the wrong situation. You was about to go to the pool or something. Just definitely not. I prepared to fight somebody in the Louis store. Uh, NFL Malik, and that's NFL Malik, NFL M-A-L-I-I-K on Twitter. Make sure you go follow him. He says uh, he has for uh, Lil Baby, the people's favorite, and he compares yeah. Lil Baby to Deshaun Watson. I'm mad at it. I look, look, little baby, that's my guy. Little like baby, look. As of it's September, as of September second, two thousand twenty, on the power ranking, little baby is the best rapper right now. Perfect. Hey, is that is that fair, Matthew? Look, look hit machine. That's all. Look, that's I'm, that's. I'm not fair. saying. Very accurate. I'm not saying he's the best rapper in the game. I'm just saying at this very moment, 
He he's he's the best right now. And disagree um, with it. It's Ryan Tannehill. Who's the guy? Who did he? Larry June. Say that again. Larry June, I think. Larry June. Okay, he said he compares T- Ryan Tannehill to Larry June. Been around for a few years, but made a major splash in the 1920 year. Uh, has finally hit his stride, and the future looks bright. Hey. We'll have to see about Tannehill to see if this was a one-year wonder last year. Uh, Travis Scott. He compares Travis Scott to Jared Goff, talented yet overrated. The people responsible for his success are behind the scenes. Okay. Look, half of that is true. Which half is true? The talented yet overrated part. (laughs) Or no, 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 no. The people responsible for his success are behind the scenes. Perfect. Definitely. Definitely. No, it's true. It's true. It just hurts because I actually like Travis Scott, but it hurts to to have him compared to Jared Goff. That's the part that hurts me, but it's true. Oh, man. Um, here we go. This one is the funny one right here. This was the one that made me laugh. And I was like, nah, we got to talk about this one. He compares Taysom Hill, who is the backup oh of the backup quarterback oh for the New gosh. Orleans Saints. He the com- third string fullback. <laughs> he compares him to Post Malone. He said he has a dedicated fanboys out to prove he isn't just a gimmick. Perfect. That one is probably the most spot on he's had. This dude totally t- accurate. Taysom Hill as a white guy is struggling to make it on the field as a quarterback. And that's how I feel about Post Malone. Post Malone ain't good. <laughs> he ain't good at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's Taysom Hill. Here we go. He compares Chance the Rapper to Derek Carr. Mm. Big split. I don't even like Chance the Rapper, and I think Chance the Rapper is a look like. <sighs> I get it, though. Here's a, here's a description. Here's a description. A big split on those who love him and those who hate him. Very talented, without a doubt. But we are still trying to figure out exactly who he is after years in the game. Perfect. That's the thing. I think we know who Derek Carr is at this point. The verdict's still out on chance. This one's funny here. Uh, he compares Jameis Winston to YG. <laughs> Had a great yet inconsistent run. This guy is a real head scratcher. Hey. hey. Oh my god. <laughs> a real head scratcher. Uh Freddie Gibbs. He compares him to Matt Ryan. Although he's getting up there in age, he continues to prove why he's elite. Uh, I mean, I don't think Matt Ryan is elite, but I see what he's saying. I see what love, he's saying. Love gangster Gibbs. Uh Kendrick Lamar. He compares Kendrick Lamar to Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Doesn't say too much in regards to the public, but his body of work is Hall of Fame worthy without a doubt. Let's now get to Philip Rivers. He compares Philip Rivers to young Jeezy. This guy is still regarded as greatness from his past success by people that won't come up, come to grips with the fact that he's washed up right now. <laughs> that was me last year in fantasy football. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got Phillip Rivers. Let's go. And every nah, week I was, was every week you I was disappointed. You thought they didn't become a run first team. <laughs> run first, run second. Oh, man. Uh, he compared um, Kyler Murray to uh, YBN Corday. 
had a great coming out party with his major debut in 2019 the future is very bright and i've very good that's a very good comparison now the one for gardner missed you who was that guy um matthew oh, oh, oh. we don't even know who he is to be honest. i still don't know <laughs> who it is um and i'm going through the tweets um yeah i still don't know who this guy is based on what people are saying so we'll skip uh gardner Minshew. let's now get to drew Locke. He compared Drew Locke to Polo G. He said, very small sample size, but we like what he what we see so far. Look, I love Drew Locke. Uh, he Why compa- the pick goes on Polo G? <laughs> he compares, here we go, Case Keenum to Playboy Cardi. Had one good year, but this guy is super <laughs> mid. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, you know who's going to hate us for that and hate uh, Malik for this? Um, Rios. From uh, oh, no. from fourth and thirteen and 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 Jay Bobby, they they like Playboy Cardi. <laughs> um, Teddy Bridgewater, who was that again? You said that's currency. Oh, currency the hospital dog. Stop playing around. All right, uh, currency. He compares currency to Teddy Bridgewater. The people love him. Does things on his terms. Doesn't conform or conform. Excuse me, and or switch his style up. For any situation, let's now get to Kirk Cousins. He compares Kirk Cousins, your boy Kirk Cousins, to if he dies, he dies (laughs) to Meek Mill. Talented, but he makes some annoying moves at times. (laughs) Um, here we go, Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. He compares him to uh to Quavo of the Migos. He said the ladies love him, but this guy is questionable when everything is dependent on him. <laughs> that is very true, man. I mean, the Migos are carried by uh Takeoff and and Offset. <laughs> um here we go. He <laughs> He uh put up a picture of Mason Rudolph and he also compared him to uh what's that whack white rapper um What's the dude that uh what's his name? Uh, uh from the bay. Uh that had that short stint with uh with uh Meg the Stallion. Dude, I definitely I can't remember the dude's name. He has that song with Cardi B and um and um ASAP Rocky. Um then with a white girl. It ain't safe, it ain't safe, it ain't safe, it ain't safe. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. You know that's all I'm talking I know, look, I know the song. I just, <laughs> I just like, can't, not, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I can't remember his name to save my life right now. Um, he compares Tom Brady to Drake. Says people have wanted this guy to Very fail, accurate. but he's been consistent greatness for years. Going down in the record books doesn't mean he hasn't regressed a tad in the last two to three years. Um, I agree with some of that, not all, but some of it. Uh, he compares. Dak Prescott to Lil Dirk, consistent for years, yet never gets his due props. Mm, okay. Um Drew Brees. His name was G Easy. <laughs> G Easy, that's the one, dude. I can't remember his name. Uh Drew Brees. He compares Drew Brees to future Vandross. <laughs> years of greatness and consistency? Okay. And yeah. What? Okay. That's accurate. I don't. Uh, 
beast mode 56 uh nights all that stuff came that 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 stuff still happened you just you what is it and i hate drew Brees, bro what? <laughs> oh my god um the one for sam darnold i guess that's mm. boogie with a hoodie is that, oh, I, think that's, I think that's Boogie with a hoodie. So he compares him to Sam Darnold. Was supposed to be the face of New, face of New York. Didn't happen. Is Boogie from New York? I think so. Okay. I'm Un- unclear know. though. Let me Google Boogie. Uh, is it Boogie with a, a Boogie? Let me Google uh, where he's from. Anyways, uh, is that from him? New York? Yep, that is him, and that is him in the photo. He is definitely from New York, and um, he has um. Andy Dalton <clears throat> compares him to is that uh Yogati? Yogati. He says was above average for a very long time, but never considered elite. He's old now. Has a couple. <laughs> Here's a few more. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. Fitzpatrick. He compares Fitzpatrick to Tyga. Say <laughs> so has been around forever, talented yet never consistent. Does something every year to make you believe in him briefly until he lets us down again. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, here's some more. Uh, he has some more. Um, he compared Andrew Luck to uh, Mac Miller. Gone too soon. I, you, you know my thoughts on Mac Miller. I, I really don't. I don't know. His music just never hit me. I, I don't know. It just never. I never connected. So like, I mean, unfortunately, he passed away. Rest in peace. But I mean, that's the only He's thing. Definitely I, got some hits. That's the only thing I know about him that he unfortunately passed away. Um, he compared Steve Young to Lil Wayne. Was overshadowed early in his career before emerging as a superstar. Head injuries slowed him down, but still one of the greatest ever. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, some more. Here we go. Um, he compares Ben Roethlisberger to Gucci Mane. Was elite in the mid late 2000s. Has been consistent over the last decade when not bogged by legal issues. <laughs> Slimmed down and is getting older, but still has flashes of greatness. Uh, Daniel Jones. He compares him to, and I don't even know who this guy is. To be honest, let me try and I'm gonna try and find um. Damn, he compared uh, Marcus Mariota to G Herbo. <laughs> he compared Fabulous to Carson Palmer. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett to Kevin Gates. Oh, man. And he let this one is not even a quarterback, but he, less, he, he ended it here. Frank Gore, he compared him to Jadakiss. He said, not a quarterback. He's been around and consistent forever. Numbers don't lie. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, not um, not in anyone's personal top five, but consistency indicates he should be, man. So, man, make sure you all check out NFL Malik, N-F-L-M-A-L-I-I-K on Twitter. Go check him out. It's a very good follow. Uh talks about sports and other things and he created this list so make sure you go check him out give him some love uh now wrap up our reddit topic of the week let's now before we get out of here matthew anything broken sports world while we were um ah here's one matthew uh georgia quarterback opts out of the season uh i guess he was 
I guess he transferred from Wake Forest. Jamie Newman, you familiar with him? Mm. Rated number six in Todd McShay's ranking will begin NFL draft preparations. That just broke while we were recording. And the, um, the MLB suspends uh, three Yankees. Four. A Rays feud. For what? They had, I assume it was a, a feud with the Devil Rays or something. Oh, oh, I didn't even know that. We didn't even talk mm. about baseball today, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh, man. Um, yeah, man. So, Matthew, I want to thank you for everything that you do. I want to thank you for always for everything man for sure uh shout out to everyone who listens to us oss 980 uh barbershop talk hand down man down soggy machos shut your face uh curls and sports with the curls and sports podcast uh we ain't got our shit together podcast um fourth and 13 with uh rios and jay bobby tampering season um our businesses for sure all of our faithful listeners <clears throat> if you want to watch our live stream of the gffl fantasy draft make sure you go on youtube subscribe to the sports reality youtube page sports reality media network or you could just hit me up and ask for the link and i'll send it to you anything else before you roll out of here matthew that's everything All right, until next time, everyone, sports reality. Peace.